With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who that? Who What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome into our final draft episode here at the Houdat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at the Houdat Dis. And in this episode, we're going to recap day two, day three, and just the draft as a whole here on Draft Free Agents as well with the Saints. And, you know, I know there was a lull between our last episode, which was on draft night to now um, here, our recap. But just for me, things got a little busy in the last week or so. But, you know, we're good to go now. And, you know, we're just going to really just jump right into it. And, you know, I, I do think that um, you know, when looking at, you know, these prospects over the last week or so, I think it's kind of, you know, there's some upside by having to like wait a little bit um, to, you know, do this podcast because now I definitely know you know, a lot about these players and I know what their strengths are. Definitely know what some things maybe they can work on to really help them progress here into this, you know, Saints team. And I do think that's really important. And, you know, hopefully that is really informative to you guys. And I really hope you guys enjoy the episode. So, you know, basically we're just going to go into the day two, then day three, we'll talk about undrafted freedoms a little bit and just look at the draft as a whole, talk about Peyton Turner a little bit more and just, you know, all of that fun stuff. But I think we're just going to Jump right into it here, into this final draft journey with you guys. And I cannot wait here as we move over to day two. And this was a very interesting day for the Saints as they added two players to their roster. And I think it's really important, you know, who they added and, you know, the positions, especially like a linebacker, cornerback, by your biggest two needs. And you add uh, two players that, you know, you're hoping could fill that need and started off with pick 60 with Pete Werner. And Werner's the type of guy, I think that he's just a stable player. I think he's a high floor guy. I think he's probably a lower ceiling, but still a high floor guy. And you like to see that, especially when you have a hole at a position. You want to find somebody that could, you know, definitely fill that role, you know, right away. It may not be at this amazing Pro Bowl level, but if you could be a stable player, you know, I think that's really important. Reminds me a lot of AJ Klein. I, I think that a lot of people were saying that, but I think that makes a lot of sense. He's not going to probably play Mike right away from the Saints. I don't think that's the role for him. I think it's going to be, you know, in the same position, which is just what Klein played for the Saints. And I do think that, you know, when you look at AJ Klein, I think that he was a really solid player. He was a starter when the Saints made the Super Bowl, made a few playoff runs, which again, I think, you know, definitely you have to put that into perspective. And I know he wasn't the best player and some fans didn't like him at times. But at the end of the day, he started when this team, you know, was really, really good, a 13-3 and ball club. And that's what I think that Werner can do uh, for this team. I think that's probably what his floor is. You know, I think first year, I think, kind of reminds, I think you should probably expect a lot of that type of play, which you may be upset about. And, you know, like, I, I understand that, like, Klein was the best player, but I think he was a really solid player for the Saints, made all the right plays, you know, was really cerebral, did everything he needed to do, just wasn't the most athletic player. And, like, sometimes that's just kind of, 
you know, the situation that you're in, especially when you have Demario Davis, who's a top five linebacker in the NFL. I think that all kind of puts into perspective. Can he have a nice Robin? I, I, I think that maybe that athletic player would make more sense. But the Saints went with a little more conservative player that you know is going to be able to definitely play well. He's, you know, smart, understands things, really good in pursuit, really good in blitzing, really good against run defense. And then the pass, de- and then kind of the pass defense will need a little bit of help. I, I think that's kind of, you know, the word, you know, you can use. I, I think it's just going to, I don't think it's bad right now, but I, I don't think it's his strength. You know, to make it his strength, he's going to have to, you know, definitely, um, you know, work on it. And he definitely could. I, I, don't, I don't think that's like a bad, you know, um, you know, thing for him. His NFL comparison with Jordan Evans, who started a lot. So like, that's obviously, you know, a pretty good comp for him. And, like, when looking at NFL.com, they think he's best suited for that 4-3 Sam, which is what the Saints are going to play him in, and that's really great. And, you know, he does have, you know, that coverage ability. I mean, I'm not going to say he's this great coverage guy, but I think he's average at it and serviceable at it. And I think he's really good at blitzing. I think that, and that's like Demario Davis, who, you know, shoots out of a cannon and you can't block him with a running back. I think Werner's kind of a similar player in that manner. I think he's good against the run block, good in pursuit. I think that's all really important, especially when you have a guy like Demario Davis, who, let's face it, is really good at covering. So if Demario needs to do that, maybe he blitzes less. But now you have someone who could, who's a good blitzer like Werner. And that's something that Anzalone, who wasn't the best in coverage, but wasn't the best blitzer either. So, like, you know, you lose that blitzing ability by Demario because he has to cover. But if Werner is able to blitz and do a really good job at that, then you don't really, you don't really lose that coverage, you know, ability when you have Demario or that blitz or that Demario Davis blitzing ability when he's back in coverage excuse me there and that is to me fine and that's something that I think you know when looking at Werner he's probably gonna have to do with Demario and I think they could team up really well in that sense because Werner is good at a few good you know a few things really good in pursuit just like kind of Anzalone was as well and then but he also has his blitzing ability you know good in run stop as well so like I think all that stuff matters I, I think he's just you know a serviceable player that I think could start on an NFL level, like I, you know, I do think that, and that's just going to be important to see how he progresses forward. Is he just going to stay as this kind of serviceable player, or is he going to grow maybe into you know a you know better player that um, you know you're going to see a, a big second contract from, or like whatever it may be? And I think we're just going to have to see. But he's a guy that knows the field. He's played every linebacker position. He even played safety a little bit. Played special teams, which is so so important. I think he's going to play special teams for the Saints. So I think that's. You know, very, very important. He's really good at that pursuit, which means he's good in fluid change of direction in space. He's got, you know, obviously smooth hips then, which is really good. Good hip technique is always very, very important. He's good at, you know, getting in pursuit to the runner. That's really good for run uh, defense. And also, you know, I guess trying to tackle uh, receivers as well. You know, he definitely could play in coverage, which I think is good. And I think he's had success with it. Some success. I don't think he's like this amazing coverage linebacker like Demario Davis is, but I think he's good enough. And like when he gets in those situations, I think he could be um, good enough. I think he um, is a good blitzer, which is important. I think he's versatile, can move around the field. I think that's all really, really good stuff. And you know, just when you're looking at you know the weaknesses, I, I think that you know you look at he should could be quicker in you know lateral movements, which I guess kind of shows a lot when he's dropping back to coverage, like trying to find you know covering to a spot. I think that's something that he can probably use. Um, some work in and just, you know, if, if he can just now, you know, use, I mean, some people say that his, you know, strength to finish is a little low. I don't know about that 100%, but, you know, I, I think his strength is really solid. And, you know, I, and just some people think his base isn't the best, even though, you know, you look at the um, measurables and he does have a really, you know, large frame, but some people think it's, you know, kind of um, deceiving because he has, you know, thinner, longer legs. So um, 
I don't know if that, I think that's just like a, not a big knock. I, I think those are like, um, you know, knocks that I don't think it really matters looking at play. Like that's what I care about. And you look at those knocks, it's like coverage to the spot and, um, you know, that type of stuff. And then just like, you know, quick movements, which obviously can get you with slot receivers. Like he should not be going up against that too many slot receivers. I, I think that he can carry with some tight ends. I think it depends who, you know, he's carrying with. Um, I, I think if he's a more physical guy, I think you're fine. But I think if it's a, you know, um, agile guy that's you know more of that flex type by receiver tight end i think he's gonna have trouble with those guys and maybe you just hand that off to demario or chauncey gardner johnson and you probably will have more success but i think the saints have other guys to do that when you know i i I don't think they picked werner to do that i think they picked him to be good against the run be good against the blitz and he's good at that And, and i think that he can start in this defense i think he's going to be the starter to be quite honest with you i could see them adding um quan alexander i think that would be a smart move to add quan alexander and you know, you know, definitely have him there as well. I just don't, you know, honestly, I think the Saints are a lot more optimistic about their roster than fans or maybe even I think. So that's why I tend to think they're not going to. I would. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to go in with Warner as the starter. And I think he could be serviceable at it. I don't think he's going to lose you any games. I don't think you're going to, he's going to like pop off the screen in any bad or positive ways though. I think he's just going to be, you know, a solid player, which you need those types of guys. You need those serviceable guys but you know I, I would like to see them add Kwan and kind of have a training camp battle but you know and add depth as well for sure like that's going to add a lot of depth but it seems like you know I, I think the Saints feel like they're really happy with their depth and you know they're really happy of what you know they built in this roster I think they're happier than a lot of people outside so it's going to be interesting I think that's going to be a storyline and we'll talk about it um you know in this you know kind of as we go up to the season you know if there's this little of this dissonance between you know what the Saints think about their roster and what the outside you know, world thinks about their roster. And I think it's very different. And that's something that, you know, are are the Saints being too optimistic or is the public being too pessimistic? I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation going forward and see that how this tension plays out, especially even as the season starts. So, but we'll definitely talk about that more. I think it's really, really interesting. And I think that this is one area. I think the Saints, they're probably content of what they have with Chase Hansen, Zach Vaughn, obviously now, with Pete Werner, second round pick, you're going to putting a lot into him. Like you're, he's going to play probably. So I think all that stuff put together, I think you know it, it definitely matters. And again, it's really interesting to see how it is all you know going to work out. And I think Werner is going to be a guy that you'll probably see a lot, you know, probably from the start. I think he could be a, a plug and play type guy, and it's just kind of you know how can he move up from just being serviceable and kind of being average or just you know just playable to you know a really you know great player and you know that you see those areas and really the big area is going to be in coverage and we'll see if he can grow into that i think with the saints coaching staff you're hoping he could but we'll just have to see how it all works out the saints have been really good at drafting second round picks you know really good at drafting third round picks hopefully order is more the same and the saints really feel you know that he's that you know stud player and you know he's gonna like i think ireland said he's they think the saints will start him off at sam and then move him over to to mike so if he's that type of player you're going to take that. But that's just kind of what it is on Werner. And then Paulson Adebo, who the Saints picked in the third round, they moved up to get him here. And, you know, he's, I think at 74, they ended up moving up to get him at. And he's a guy that I really like. I really like Paulson Adebo. I think he's a guy that, you know, just looking at it over, um, you know, he had 24 pass defense in, um, you know, 2018, I believe. So, like, when looking at that, that's amazing like you love to see those those types of ball moves or maybe that was you know over the last two years over his last two years of his career um there 2018 2019 like he's 
you know, a ball hawk. He's going to have a lot of pass defenses. You know, he had the FBS lead with those 24 pass defenses in 2018. And then, you know, he was able to, you know, back that up and have, you know, 10 pass breakups the next year. So, again, a little less. But when you look at that amazing season, like, that's definitely um, very, very interesting and, and important here. Um, so, yeah, those 24 pass defenses, I was a little confused because 24 is a lot. It was in one year. Like, that's that's insane. So I think that is really important. At first, I thought it was you know over two years, but it's not because he had 24 one year and then 10 the next. So that 2018 season was just outstanding for him and made him you know that kind of first round prospect that a lot of people thought, and then just didn't have the best year in 2019. So that's kind of where he um, fell a little bit, had a few bad games. I know one against UCF, he um, got hurt a bit on that. Like just I think double moves was his big thing, and he's a guy that just when looking at the um, you know his ability here going into the nfl i i really like what the saints can do with him and i I think he's the type of guy that is going to be very good here in the Saints system and i think that's really important here because um i i honestly felt like if they weren't going to get a guy in the first round second round was going to be a little light when looking at the cornerbacks you'd probably find another position but then third round paulson adebo was a guy i was targeting in a lot of my mock drafts and i couldn't move up like if i could moved up i would have probably moved up to get him but just my mock drafts um, I wanted to kind of stay at the Saints position, but the Saints ended up moving up to get him. So we had kind of this similar thought process, and he's a guy that Ross Jackson, shout out to Ross, who turned me on to Adebo because he's a guy that, you know, the stats pop off the board, but obviously when you're scouting, you're not just scouting for stats. Obviously you're not. You're not at all. And, you know, those stats, though, illustrate the type of player he is. He's a ball hawk, and that's so, so important. Former wide receiver, does all that stuff. He's, you know, great hand, good at high-pointing the ball, good in one-on-one coverage, good in zone coverage. You know, he's just a really solid player. He's tall, lanky. You love to see all that. Has the size and strength to play and press. You know, I would say he's better in zone, especially his ability to get interceptions in zone. But he's a solid man player as well. Um, you know, and, and I do think he's solid there. I think he plays with a lot of reg, uh, a lot of leverage. He's really good at recognizing route timing, which is why you're so good at uh, getting interceptions and pass defenses because you're good at that, really good at timing, all that stuff. He's, you know, good hand technique, is really active, strong hands. That's so, so important. You know, he can pluck the ball away from receivers that don't have strong hands. I think that's very important. Gets leverage. I think that's good as well. Um, You know, it does have pretty solid technique when looking at, you know, like foot technique and all that stuff. I think that's really good as well. Um, You know, and then a lot of the weaknesses are didn't have the best 2019, didn't play, um, opted out of the, you know, the 2020 season because of the pandemic. And that's something you can't hold against him. But, you know, when you only see him two seasons and one of those seasons wasn't the best, that's just kind of, or a few games in that season wasn't the best. It wasn't even like the full season. It was just, you know, a few bad games, but then he had a few really good games. So like, how do you want to judge that? I, I think that's why he wanted to come back in 2020 to kind of right the wrong, because he could have went out into the draft in 2019, but he didn't. He stood until 2020, then the pandemic hits, then he opts out. So very, very different. So, um, you know, he wanted to right his wrong, but obviously the pandemic, you know, um, stopped him from doing that. And that's out of his control. You can't, you can't, you know, um, to me, you really can't, you know, hold against him with that. So I, I think his competitive drive is really high. And, you know, you, you just see that from his press conference. He, someone asked him, you know, what, what's your best coverage? What do you like best? What do you like to play in best? He said, man to man, I like to line up against my guy and go up against him. You love that alpha mentality. And he has that. And as a corner, you need that. So, so important. So I'm really happy with Adebo. I love his mindset. I love, you know, what he's going to be able to do with this Saints team. I think that, you know, he's, you know, um, again, the technique needs to be 
cleaned up a bit. I think body control is big, which is why he, you know, got beat on double moves a few times. I think that's going to be something that's important. Stop start acceleration. That's going to be important. The hip uh, fluidity sometimes is going to, you know, get him. But, you know, and sometimes his tackling isn't the best. But he's got the ball skills, has good foot technique, good hands. Like, all that stuff is so, so important. Good in mirroring coverages, you know, and just looking at, you know, the, the acceleration, you know, hips, stuff like that. Like, that stuff you can definitely, um, you know, write. You know, you can write those wrongs. And with the Saints coaching staff and Chris Richard and Dennis Allen, I think they're going to do it. They are good at drafting secondary players. I mean, look at the whole secondary. They're all guys that were drafted. Uh, but by the Saints, I mean, even Patrick Robinson, even though it wasn't the Jeff Ireland era, like, you know, looking at this whole group, Lattimore, um, Jenkins was drafted by the Saints. You have Williams drafted by the Saints. Uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, C.D. Deuce was drafted by the Saints. Patrick Robinson was drafted by the Saints. Like, and it just continues. And now we have Paul Sinadibo drafted by the Saints. And like all these starters are homegrown guys, which shows that the Saints are good at drafting secondary players. And I hope that this is going to continue here um, this season. I, I, th- I think the Saints found a really good player here. And so look, he does have some issues is why he's going in the third round, but I think his upside is first round upside, which is probably why he, to me, could have went in the second. I just think that because he didn't play in 2020, his stock didn't move up from that 2019 level. And that's just kind of, to me, where it was. And to me, I, I think he's going to be ready to show out here um, next season. Now, I, if I'm the Saints, I still try to hedge my bets. I try to get a Richard Sherman, try to get a Josh Norman, try to get one of those players. I do think that's really important. We'll see if the Saints do that, but to me, that's going to be really important going here, um, you know, into um, th- this next year in 2021 to try to hedge your bets just in case Adebo can't clean up the stuff we talked about quick enough, then you have another player. Like, to me, the most, I, I think, thing you can ask of Adebo, and-, and I think this is very, very um, doable, I-, I think, to me, you-, you use that Chauncey Garner-Johnson, you know, path. Started the year as more of a depth player, special teams, depth, all that stuff. And then he just grew every game, more and more snaps, more and more snaps, more and more snaps. By like week 10, he was the starter. I think that's something similar that the Saints could do with the Debo. And I, I think that's something they probably, you know, like obviously they want to start right away. But if he can't do that, that's kind of that next step. And I, and I think that's doable. And I think that's, you know, you can ask him of that. Like, this is what we want you to do. Um, you know, and if you can do it sooner, like we'd be blown away and we'd be really happy. But if we can't, it's not the end of the world. So that's just kind of. Um, you know, where I would look for the Saints. I mean, to me, I think he should be starting games in 2021. I think the Saints should get someone else in the meantime, just in case it doesn't work out. And, you know, if that's a Sherman or Norman, whoever it ends up being, I think having a veteran there will help him. So that's just kind of what I think about a Debo. But I think for where the Saints picked him, I think it's really good value. And we'll see if it works out. I think it's going to. I'm a, you know, big Pulse and a Debo fan. So um, hopefully it all works out there. But um, I-, I thought this was a really solid pick. So before we get into our day three picks on draft free agents and just like, you know, kind of a recap as a whole, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Houdat Discussion. And now we're going to take a look here at the Saints day three picks. We talked about what they did in day two. Now we're going to talk here a little bit here with day three. And, you know, when looking at what the Saints did, you know, very interesting stuff. Three picks for the Saints in day three. And again, I feel like they surprised with one pick. I think the other two, I mean, they're kind of, I think kind of, I don't want to say cut and dry, but I feel like, you know, you see the need and you see these type of prototypical players and like the Saints went out and got them. So, um, you know, when looking at, 
Ian Book, that was the Saints quarterback pick fourth round. And Book is an interesting player because to me, he is a college guy. And like when I talk about that, I think he was a really successful college quarterback. I don't know if his skills translate to the pros. And that's just kind of, you know, a big thing with him. And it's not like, you know, he was good in college. I mean, 65% completion. He had two uh, over 2,800 yards, 15 touchdowns to three interceptions last year in 12 games for Notre Dame. He also ran in, you know, he's a big runner um, in the red zone, which kind of reminds you of Taysom Hill. I don't think he's like Taysom Hill, but like he definitely ran a lot uh, when looking at it. Just looking at 2020, he had nine touchdowns, 17 overall uh, rushing. So he's able to um, definitely get in the end zone with his legs, which you know is important. But I mean, just in looking at him fourth round, I, I think that you're kind of, you know, throwing gum against the wall and like seeing if it sticks. And like for that round, I think I picked my last mock. I picked like Kyle Trask in the third round. He ended up going the second to the Bucks. But I think when looking at Book, he's a guy that you know you're in the quarterback game until you know you have your guy. The Saints don't have their guy quite yet. Maybe it's Jameis Winston. Maybe it's Jason Hill. But we don't know yet. So you you want to keep on bringing prospects in there until you know you know who's your guy. And with Book, I mean I, I think he's a guy that look maybe these college successes translate to the pros. I don't know if it does. He is accurate, which is good to see. The arm strength isn't there. He doesn't really have good arm strength, which I think is why he fell really far. Um, and that's something that concerns you if he can make all the throws um, at the NFL level. Like, I know Jeff Ireland says he can, but, you know, can he make him in the windows? Can he make, you know, I'm not just talking about the deepness of him. I'm talking about can he make it through the windows? Can he anticipate all that stuff? That's where I'm, uh, where I'm unsure about with him. And when looking at everything else, like, I, I, I think that he is, you know, good in space, good at, you know, making plays off script which is really important i think that's really good when looking at ian book i think that he's a guy that is um solid and you know doing some things um you know with like accuracy and going through progressions i think he's not you know too bad at that i I just think he's a raw player and just looking at what he's able to do i think that's just you know kind of is what it is you know but you love that he's a three-year starter you love that he's a leader of men he's a captain that's great really good leadership highly respected um, he's good at play action, which is good. He could sell the play action, could do the RPO if needed. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, feet, they say his feet are quick on play action, but you know, when he just drops back, I think that could need a, a little work. I, I think that he's a good thrower of the football, if that makes sense. So he has good touch. You know, he's able to, um, you know, kind of hit some of those areas when, you know, when looking at receivers, he's able to put the ball on them where, you know, it kind of needs to be in space. So when, you know, there's a lot of space, he's able to, you know, help the receiver to get upfield and stuff like that. So that's obviously really good. Um, and and that's something that for, uh, you know, wide receivers, they're going to love to hear that. Can obviously make plays outside the pocket. And look, he runs for touchdowns. That's obviously really good. But, um, you know, when looking at, you know, he could be indecisive at times. Kind of reminds you of Taysom Hill. Um, you know, he definitely doesn't have the arm strength. Like to me, that's really important. And his throw path is not good. Like a huge windup, that's going to really hurt you. You know, not the best at anticipating throws. As I said, he can throw it. Like, when there's a big window, he can throw it really nicely. When there's not, I think that's, you know, a problem. I think that, you know, looking at just arm strength, the speed, the accuracy on those deep throws are going to meet some issues. And, you know, I mean, again, he is shorter on the shorter side, six foot only. So that's kind of with, with Ian Book. I think he's an interesting player. I think he's a developmental guy. I think when looking at if the Saints could just, you know, kind of get him to the level of, um, backup Chase Daniel type player. I think that would be a solid pick in the fourth round. And then if he can grow beyond that, and if he can be a starter for this team, great, because you're always in the quarterback business until you have your guy. And if you have two guys, that's great, because you could just trade one of them, and you could get a boatload of picks. 
and you can just pick the one you want more. Like, like that to me is big. You always want to get these quarterbacks until you have your guy. And if you have multiple guys, that's an amazing scenario. And a lot of teams don't do that. So like why to me, it doesn't, I don't understand why teams don't keep on picking quarterbacks, um, you know, I- I- until you have your guy. Because even if the other guy turns out to be really good and you have two really good players, which barely happens, I think it is really important. So that's just kind of, you know, what it was with books. I don't think it's a bad pick. And again, I think you're kind of throwing gum against the wall to see how we progress. But if it sticks, it sticks. And, you know, you're not going to complain about that. But I think with quarterbacks overall, I think a lot of teams have their guys. I think the Saints, you know, had book as one of their guys. And that's just kind of how it was. I don't think it's a bad pick. I don't think it's a great pick. I think we're just going to have to see how it all works out. So that's just kind of what it was with book. Then in the sixth round, very less eventful pick here is Landon Young, who is the lineman from uh, Kentucky and uh, offensive lineman. And you, and you notice how I said lineman, offensive lineman, because he can play every offensive line position besides center. I think that's kind of where this pick comes from. You know, 6'6", 310, so he's big. He can play guard, can play tackle, can play left guard, can play right guard, can play left tackle, can play right tackle. I, I think that's where you see the pick. That's where he's going to make the roster. That's why... Um, you know, he's really good depth. I think he's going to obviously battle with like Calvin Throckmorton and those types of guys. But I, I think that he is a versatile player and the Saints are going to need depth. So, um, you know, if he can do that at, at at least like, you know, a replacement level, I think that's solid, to be honest with you. I think, you know, when you're looking at it, he has good strength, good size, good speed, you know, good hands. That's obviously really good is able to, you know, um, have, you know, like a, a good, you know, punch to like to defend guys um, in there. So that's obviously really good. Um, and Obviously, he's gonna you know, has some trouble because he's so big with speed rushers and that type of stuff. But if he plays on the inside, he won't have that many of an issue. Um, sometimes he's not good at counters, which could be an issue. Um, you know, he shows panic sometimes with you know rushers that are big and strong and do a lot of you know big things. And sometimes you know he's not that good at locating his hands. So that's just kind of that stuff that I think you can work on. But like I, I could see him starting down the road. I think he's a developmental player. But in the meantime, he's good depth that could play anywhere. And as you develop him into one position, he could still play depth at all then. And to me, that's you know really big. Look at a guy like you know Will Clapp. Could Young, Young be that type of guy? I think he could, and maybe be a little better. But um, like I, I do think that this was a solid pick. Play a lot of positions, and if he grows into a starter at one position, that's great. If he doesn't, he's a depth guy at four different positions. That's really useful too. So. I think that's all good. He played on a great offensive line in Kentucky. They called it like the blue wall because that's how good they were at Kentucky. So again, he has all the fundamentals because they're really good at teaching fundamentals there with offensive linemen. Now it's kind of just using all of it to, um, you know, grow it and grow into the NFL level. But in the meantime, having fundamentals to play four different positions could be really big in a pinch if injuries happen and stuff like that. And that's why I think he's going to serve on this team. And to me, that's really, really important. So that is really good stuff there. And then your final pick is going to be Kawan Baker, the wide receiver out of South Alabama. And he's an interesting player because, you know, I think he played with like 12 different quarterbacks or something crazy like that in his time at South Alabama, which, you know, kind of shows you kind of where he is. Um, his draft protection was around five to six. Things got him in the seventh. I think that's really big. You know, he's got a really explosive, um, you know, initial burst, really good athlete. Um, I think the Saints want to play him on the outside, but he played the slot a lot. So it, Look, he's a Saints guy. Versatile, has the size, has the speed. He's a height, weight, speed guy. He's a really good RIS score. And then plus that, he has obviously the explosive, the explosiveness to play inside and outside. That's very, very important when looking at him. 
And, you know, just looking, you know, at his weaknesses, his hands. I think that's kind of the big thing. And he could be more physical to get open, which he's going to have to learn. Going to have to get more leverage better. But I think in the slot, like, he could be really... You don't have to be too physical in the slot. I think he could actually be a really good slot player. And just, you know, an under-the-radar type slot guy. But, you know, it seems like the Saints want to play him on the outside to start. And then I, I think if, like, that doesn't go the way they plan, they'll move him into the slot. But I think the Saints have a hole at slot, so I think he should go there. But if they're going to move him to the outside, obviously they know best, but... I think that, you know, he doesn't have the biggest of stats because he played with so many different quarterbacks, which is probably why he was drafted late. So, again, I think the Saints could have got a steal here. I, I think they definitely saw something in him because he has all these athletic abilities and he's, you know, um, you know, definitely solid there. I think he could be a little more physical with leverage and his hands need to be better. But those are the things he could work on. And if it all works out, I could see him making this roster and, you know, being a target for either Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. So I like the pick. And, you know, the Saints have been good at getting these late-round guys or undrafted guys, so I think he could be another one of them. We'll just see how it works out. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints did sign a slot guy. I think they are interested in Golden Tate, which I think would be a good fit. I was kind of talking about that earlier um, in the offseason. I, I think that could be a really good fit for the Saints to kind of add another uh, slot guy. I think they do need one. Maybe it's Baker. Maybe you bring them both. You bring Baker and Tate and kind of see, you know, hedge your bets, like I always say, and we'll see kind of how it all works out. But I don't think this was a bad pick. And then just we're going to run off some... I'll draft to free agents because that was all the Saints picks. And then basically, you know, what I'll do is then I'll just go back to a few that I like. So we're just kind of going to run through all of them here. Starting off with Trill Williams. He was kind of, I think, the Saints' big guy, the DB that could play safety and corner. I think that's why the Saints like him. He could play defensive back, could play um, corner, could play a lot of different positions. We'll talk about it, um, you know, a little later. But he's one of the guys I wanted to highlight. Um, uh, Dylan Schnoner, the tight end from Iowa State. You know, very big blocking guy. He's 6'7", 270 big blocking type guy, and if he can catch those little screens out in space, I bet he could maybe make the roster. Um, Noah uh, Nolan Cooney, the punter from Syracuse. Syracuse offense wasn't too good last year, so they punted a lot, which that means, you know, we're going to have a training camp battle with punters, with Cooney, and then also um, you have, um, now his name's um, escaping me, the guy from the Penn State that the Saints had, Blake Gilligan. I'm sorry about that, guys. I mean, his name was escaping me real quick. He was on injured reserve all year. The Saints were hiding him. They even hit him from me. But he's going to be um, battling with Cooney for the starting job. I think Gilligan obviously has the edge because he's been there for a year. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. Mike Brown, the offensive guard from West Virginia, the Saints signed. Bryce Thompson from Tennessee. Then you're looking at Stevie Scott the third Indiana running back, so that's interesting. Eric Burrell, the Wisconsin safety, who played with Zach Bond and had a lot of success with Zach Bond, so that's kind of interesting. Shaq Smith, the linebacker from Clemson and Maryland. And then also uh, Josiah Bronson, who the Saints, I believe, paid the most for here, and he is the defensive tackle, which is interesting because the Saints usually are good at those one-tech defensive tackles, um, and, and that's just the type of guy he is, so... Maybe the Saints really pinpointed him as he's going to be kind of your future one tech and will play. And hopefully he kind of shows out in that position. And then also here at um, left tackle, you have Alex Hoffman from Carroll College in Montana, Division Three, And um, the Saints signed him as well. A Lawrence Woods from Truman State, the cornerback. And then that is it. So a lot of guys they signed undrafted. And it was kind of interesting because a lot of teams were battling for undrafted free agents. And the Saints were still able to get a, a good amount. So I, I thought that was very interesting there. Um, but let's just very quickly go over a few guys. I think True Williams is kind of the biggest guy for the Saints. And, you know, he's a guy um, that was going to be drafted, I think, in like the fifth round, a lot of people were saying. And he just ended up going undrafted. The Saints got fifth round talent in undrafted pool. That's obviously really good. And, 
you know, he's going to be, I think, like a nickel guy, safety. And so it's kind of interesting. He just does a lot of different things, which I think is important. You know, he's fairly quick with his hips. And, you know, he's good fluid and that type of stuff, which I guess that makes him play a lot of different positions, how that stuff just translates in the secondary. You know, he has good burst and that type of stuff. Um, and just, you know, technique is, um, you know, going to, to me, be a big thing for him. And, um, like, feel is a big thing against slot receivers. He played in the slot in college, so... Like, a lot of people don't think he can play in the slot in the NFL, so kind of he's going to transition to somewhere or get better at playing the slot. Saints don't really need him in the slot because that's Chauncey Garner-Johnson situation, but I think safety or, you know, cornerback, I think he could make this roster if he shows he can play all positions plus special teams. We'll see if he can do that. It's going to be um, very, very interesting to see how that all works out. I'm looking at a guy like um, Diller, Dylan uh, Snowner, and he's a guy that is just interesting because he's so big, uh, 6'7", you know, 270, and I think he's a guy is going to be that um, blocking type. And if he can catch a few passes, I think he could make the team as a third tight end because the Saints need it right now. I mean, he's going up against, like, Garrett Griffin and those types of guys. So if he can, um, you know, beat out them, I think that's going to be um, really important. Bryce Thompson, another kind of cornerback, if he can play special teams. I think the Saints with Justin already leaving, if you can find some good special teamers in there, that's going to be important. Thompson can do that. So that is good there. And then finally, Eric Burrow. I think he's just interesting because he played with Zach Bond. He's like, I love playing with Zach Bond. I think, you know, I could play with him and like all that stuff. So I just thought that was interesting nugget to add in there. But again, that was our day three undrafted. And now the recap. And that to me, this is going to be very interesting because now we're just going to kind of recap what I thought the Saints overall draft was. Now, you know, about over a week later and kind of where did the Saints team fall? I think it's really important, you know, when just looking at it, all of it because, you know, where did they fill positions? Where do they still need to fill? So I I, I do want to talk about this real quick. So first round, Peyton Turner. I, I think this is a good pick. We talked about him already. I, I do think he's, um you know, has a higher floor than Davenport, which I think is important. I think he's probably going to start off as a situational pass rusher that can grow into, you know, a higher leverage situations and like all that stuff and play more. I think this is going to have a great rotation for the Saints. The Saints, if they don't have a top five pass rush next year, I think that's a failure. And I know that's high standards, but you have so many first-round picks. You have Cameron Jordan, who was a first-round pick. You have Davenport, who was a first-round pick, plus another first-round pick. You have Peyton Turner, who's a first-round pick. And, like, all these guys, you had uh, Tano Passigno, who they got from the Chiefs, a second-round pick. So that's four guys where, you know, these are all high-pick players. And then you have Onyemata, who's on the interior playing really good and played really good last year and I think will continue to get better. Carl Granderson, I know he's undrafted, but he looks like he's growing a bit. This team is really deep at the position and should be a top five line, especially on the edges. And if they're not, I think that would be a failure. And I think Peyton Turner would be part of that. But I, I, I honestly think Peyton Turner could be like a five, six set guy right away. And then, you know, I think this is where you start to hedge your bets a bit because we we're talking about Davenport. We got to fill Trey Hendrickson's role. And originally, when this season ended, before they made all these cuts, I said defensive end first round. That's what they're going to do. And then I kind of went away because they made all the cuts and they had the whole, I should have just stuck with it because that's what the Saints do. They pick defensive ends. They pick offensive linemen. They had a hole there. They felt, I felt they had a hole too. I thought there were some other holes that were bigger, um, but they felt like this was a big one. They had a really good player in mind and Peyton Turner, who's, you know, 6'5", 270, has all the power. He's a power type guy. I think he's going to be really solid. Also have some moves too. I don't think he's like as raw as Davenport was. I think he is actually under control a little more. I think he's going to be a solid player. Like, I really do. I think he's going to be solid. I think there'll always be a place on the team for him, which I think is important. I think other 
you know, reporters have said that. Like he, I think he's going to be like a five, six sack guy at least. And then if he can go and have those 10 sack seasons, which I think, you know, between him and Davenport, one of them have to hit to be this either, you know, opposite Cameron Jordan or you have to be the successor to Cam Jordan. I'm hoping one of these two guys hits. Hopefully it's Turner. Maybe it's Davenport. Hopefully it's both. Can you have both your guys there? That would be really great. But if not, then at least one of them hits. I think they need that to happen. And I think that's going to be really important. I don't hate the pick. I don't love, love the pick. But I, I think it's a, it's a solid pick. And we're just going to have to see how it works out. So um, th- that's just kind of how I thought first round. Second round, Pete Werner, I thought you felt, uh, had a hole. There you go. I think you had a hole at linebacker. You filled it. Cool. And, like, you know, he's going to be a guy that I think will be a serviceable starter. And then if he can move up from there and be, like, that A.J. Klein level, then if he can build up from there, that's great. You filled the hole. And I think that is really important. And then, you know, look at third round, Adebo. I think you filled another hole. I don't think this is as cut and dry as Werner. I would add another guy in as Adebo gets better and better and better. And I think by the end of next season, Adebo will be your full-time starter. I will say it now. I think it may even happen by, like, week 10. I think by week 10, Adebo will be your starter and has started games for the Saints. That's my kind of, you know, bull take. But I think it's going to happen. I think he's a really solid player. Fourth round, Book. More of your developmental guy. I don't think it's a bad pick. I don't know if it's a good pick either. You kind of just question mark it there. Landon uh, Young, I thought was a good pick for the sixth round. Get your um, versatile line- lineman. The Saints always do. And then finally with Kwan Baker, I think he's a guy that may have a lot of potential that I don't think a lot of teams saw because of how many quarterbacks he played with, but that's not his fault. And it's going to be interesting to see how he plays out. I think with the height, speed, um, you know, weight, obviously, to add to that, the high RAS score, you know, put him in that champagne offense. I think it's really solid and, uh, we'll see if he's an outside guy or an inside guy. And, you know, when I look at receivers, you know, especially these, you know, more shifty ones, fast ones, it's not that straight speed. It's not that 40 time. It's that shiftiness. Deontay Harris, he ran a quick 40 time, but he has that shiftiness. He's that short area quickness guy. Those are the guys that are successful at the NFL level, not the guys that can just run fast in a straight line like a John Ross. We'll see if Baker's one of those guys. We don't know yet, but I think it's really interesting. Those are the guys that will be successful. And, you know, we're going to kind of have to see if he's one of those guys undrafted. I think Troy Williams was good value. So, you know, hopefully that works out. I mean, we'll have to see with everyone else. Hopefully the defensive tackle they got, the one tech Josiah Bronson, if he works out, that would really be helpful and add depth to that one tech position with like Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach. But we'll have to see how that all works out. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this recap. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you do, definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. That means on Twitter. Instagram, you know, all that stuff, YouTube as well. Definitely subscribe, like, all that fun stuff. I'm definitely, I love doing this type of stuff. I love doing the recaps, and hopefully all these picks work out. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose, and who dat?